You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Hello, this is Corey Osborne from the Box Office Bros Podcast. We also have... You know, Chance, are you are you okay? No, uh, sorry. Are you uh, fine? Are you, yeah, there, are, are you, I just I saw a video of Bob Odenkirk on the picket line. Oh, nice. We love Bob Odenkirk. Good job, Bob. We love Bob. You will <laughs> repent. <laughs> Wasn't um uh Bill uh Brian Cranston on the picket lines as well? And he was like, I'm pretty sure he gave out like a really impassioned speech. I might be misremembering or anything like that. But you know, he could. Holy shit! What's up? Oppenheimer's the highest-grossing movie of all time to never come to number one of the domestic box office. That's actually crazy. Oh, well, what's, what's seven hundred million worldwide? What's the? Gosh, that movie's doing so gangbusters, and they definitely have Barbie to thank for that. But like, not completely. It's synergy, man. No, nah, it really is synergy. But like, because a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, thank Barbie for that." Like, it's not just Barbie. Like, don't be, don't like, don't be that coy. Like, it was never number one. Yes. It's wow. That is unheard of. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. It's, it's kind of like the Avatar staying power from 09, Remember? No, hey, hey, you are not wrong. But but that's not what we're talking. But about. regardless of that, thank you for tuning into the box office bros today. Oh my you're god, probably, we're recording a, for two episodes in a week. Corey. Yeah, you're probably just like, oh gosh, are Corey, they are they are they okay? Are they either they're they're making regular content? Are you on drugs? <laughs> First off, at the top of the hour, uh, we need to make sure that we can monetize this podcast. So. Go ahead Give and us tell your money, dirtbag. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. Pinch your grandma. What I'm just purse. asking, what I'm all I'm asking is that you guys just share the hell out of the podcast. Just share it a lot and share it with your friends. Tell them, hey, Box Office Bros is the best podcast around. Share it around because um, we're doing this on a new platform, uh, Spotify Podcasts. The new old so, platform. The new old platform. But basically, in order to monetize, we have to um, get a certain amount of... Um, we have to get a certain amount of engagement. So if you guys could do that, if you guys and gals um, will do that and everything like that, hey, thank you so much. Listen, man, if you shared like the frying pan... Uh, posts from one of your high school friends uh, multi-level marketing schemes <laughs> share the podcast no exactly this they is my like it they're not gonna buy a pan and the funny thing about it is that this is definitely not a pyramid scheme if it was a pyramid scheme we would actually have made some money by now exactly <laughs> but someone would have come for my things yeah it's like you could do that and also um on our um spotify podcast page um you can also um uh donate and you can donate any amount it's not it's it's a monthly deal it's whatever you like you donate 69 cents is a joke yeah exactly 69 and that's 69 cents in our pockets Nice. Nice. So, uh, getting those, getting that housekeeping out of the way. Also, 
just thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for honestly listening while we're gone too that's something that i actually checked with the analytics y'all still listen to box office bros while we weren't recordings or while we weren't producing the podcast so i do really appreciate that um but with all that said and down and out we have a great show lined up for you we're uh we just we literally just got out of what i'm watching blue beetle mm-hmm. so blue beetle is a movie that i definitely am excited to talk about someone behind us kept sneezing yeah exactly a lot. poor girl i she like she didn't she was not feeling well Get I, some, think uh, so. I think she was probably it felt like an allergy kind of thing yeah it didn't feel like because sometimes you can tell the difference between like a cold sneeze and like mm. a sneeze. you know what like, i mean she just walked out of the house the the fields are being tilled <laughs> <laughs> the dander is in the air. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the combines have returned. No, but like the <laughs> It's like Blue Beetle will return in Avengers 6. <laughs> Blue Beetle will return in Avengers Kang Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> but we will but we're gonna hey, talk Kang, about, I heard you were canceled. We're gonna talk about We're gonna talk You're about gonna be majorly God, dead. Chance, stop. <laughs> Sorry. God no, you're okay. I'm trying to get through the beginning blur, Sorry. so we can get. The... <laughs> it's right, okay. right, right, right. Show it's on okay. the road. So we're we're talking about Blue Beetle. <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh, DCU casting. Our our man James Gunn doing a lot of stuff, and we are talking about Guardians three. Talking about it next podcast tomorrow. Next podcast is gonna be a really fun one. We're just gonna talk about all the movies we missed, so mm-hmm. it'll be a good one. So, uh, so we're gonna talk about Indiana Jones. If you really want to tell us, then we'll do it. But yeah. no, I need to watch Indiana Jones. So, so do I. I. I think I'll see if my dad wants to watch it because I know he. I don't know if he's seen it yet. But um, we'll we're gonna talk about the DCU castings. We're also going to chat and talk about what else are we gonna chat and talk about. We're gonna talk oh. about we're gonna talk about uh, Marvel. Well, yeah, we're gonna talk about a little bit of Marvel stuff too. Problems about Problem, Marvel. Yeah, mo- problems about Marvel. The yeah. writers strike. The writers strike. Sorry, you know it's ADHD. Things affected by the writers strike. Gosh, you know, I, and the actors I bla- strike. I'm blaming you for making me laugh. Yet, who kept us on track? Me. But who made me laugh in the first place? Some other guy. I don't, I don't know. know. My monitor is going crazy right now. I don't even know what's happening. Um, remember when I said uh, for the CIA not to come after me the last episode? Honestly, I think they're coming after me. That's probably what it is. It's just like freaking me out. Okay, so not my audio. No, the audio's still happening. That's okay. Oh no, CIA <laughs> killed the radio star. Okay, let's get into it. In my mind. So, in um very not surprising news, the studios are all ghouls. <laughs> A company company is wrong. Run by the collectors of the Walt Disney Corporation, Comcast, and everyone's favorite. Apple. Oh, and Apple. Yes, Apple now. And the company formerly known as Warner Brothers Discovery, or currently known as Warner Brothers Discovery, formerly of AT&T. What if they just, what if like David Zaslav is like, hey guys, I have something really revolutionary to tell you guys. Let's just scratch the Warner Brothers name. Let's just call it Max. It's just You understand how crazy that would be? That would be the stupidest shit on the planet. (laughs) Imagine naming your whole company after Goofy's kid. No, exactly. I'm like, dude, seriously, 
you want to know <laughs> i like to make this joke a lot max is loki's slave name <laughs> that was loki's name before i adopted him it's just too stupid of a name it's a dog name too and it's even a dumb dog name max max <laughs> like seriously loki doesn't even respond to it anymore he used to which is kind of funny but wasn't that like, the name of the grinch's dog yes i'm pretty sure what are you laughing at no Rudolph. i saw this uh quick off tangent no, just very quick uh but we there is an, already <laughs> yes but there is a tiktok that i saw where it was one of those like this cost or this couple's the best costume at the costume party and it was cindy lou who and the grinch mm-hmm. and it was really funny because you're you know you're gonna expect you know the grinch is the guy and everything like that oh, but it, no. <laughs> the guy was the cindy lou and the girl was dressed up as a grinch and you could just tell the boyfriend was so done <laughs> I am not into this, honey. It was hilarious. And it's funny because he just had, you know, he had just like the bright blonde hair to do it. (laughs) It's like, oh, we're going to use your boyish blonde hair for something, buddy. (laughs) Excuse me? No. But uh, regardless of all of that, the writer strike the the writer strike and the um there okay there's technic there's a writer strike as well as a actor strike going on right now because SAG is st- striking and writer and the writers guild yep. is striking yep it's like the screen actors guild of america as well as the um right wga yes um are both striking right now because studios unfortunately um don't really care to pay the people who literally create and star in their projects i i don't know i know you all are listening to us and it's not making sense to you doesn't make sense to us either uh it's just absolutely horrendous there's things because they go up for um renegotiation of through projects however so many years and it's a ai is a big thing because studios want to be able to use any actors in um image in perpetuity for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. and only pay them once for it which is crazy they want to be they want ai to be able to write scripts in it for it to be okay and it is absolutely heinous nuts batshit stupid and not just only... absolutely horrendous shit that this these studios want to do and if if that wasn't even so um i think we're I think we're pro actors, pro writers, just to just to let y'all know. And you know the f- and I'm just guessing that with chance. I'm just guessing. No, no. <laughs> Cross the picket line. Be a scab. Sell out. Uh, sell the family heirlooms. Get your no. I'm kidding. You see? Did you see that guy on TikTok? And this is actually relevant. Did you see that guy on TikTok who literally thinks that a studio head approached him for Tommy Boy Two? called tommy's boys <laughs> and i'm like dude i'm sorry like yes you may be a scab like you you are but at the same time they're not asking you because <laughs> like they are not asking you because you're like the best person because he was like yeah they said that they would hand their phone to their wife and be like hey it's this guy ha 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 was David Spade pulling a prank on this man? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But anyways, the, these people, it's just crazy because their studios are even trying to hire non-union writers to work on projects. And it's crazy. Just to survive for the 
moment being no because they're losing, it's not gonna work they're using they're losing so much money right now well you know what the well the other big thing they're not budging up budging yeah. on is residuals yes on streaming exactly. because yeah because streaming residuals don't really even exist even though in theory it's identical as cable no nah, exactly and the thing is is that uh, one of the conditions that they actually put in when the when SAG met with them the most recent time mm-hmm. was that streamers had to release their analytics because they just don't. Mm-hmm. They and it's crazy. No, they will never because do it. it makes it because the thing is it makes us think. You know what they're probably gonna do? They're probably gonna be like, "Hey, we'll release our residual for this allotted time for a premiere, but then after that, none." That's probably what they're gonna have to end up landing on. But with that, with like all of that kind of stuff said, it's just crazy to me because we have no idea how much people are watching these shows, and because the thing is they're thinking right now, oh, so. If we don't show how much people are watching or not watching in certain cases for these shows, we don't have to pay the actors a fair wage and residuals. Which is funny because, like, because then it becomes, wow, a lot of people watch that thing they canceled after one season. wonder not what the deal was. Exactly. And it's like one of those deals where... Because then you can demand an explanation. Not exactly. And so it's like, it's just one of those things that's just very frustrating that these studios are making it a little eh, and this and this um information isn't coming from anybody that anything that i know or anybody that i know personally but um i believe and i doubt that she'd ever listen to this podcast or um catch wind of me saying this but there is somebody who's on the big thing podcast and i believe Roxy Stryer, did you you heard of her? Heard any of her content before Chance? I've heard the Stryer name. Yeah, before. but like Roxy, I believe she's a part of SAG. I believe so, at least. But don't quote me on that. Yeah. But she was saying that as she was in the know on certain things, that um, she was theorizing that as far as how things are going, mm-hmm. she was saying that she believes. That it's going to be over by like October, November. Okay. Because Which is a little better than the prognosis from before because people were thinking it's going to go straight into 2024. I was going to say, I thought for sure it hit Christmas. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I think Christmas, January is the worst case scenario right now. Well, yeah, because Avatar 2 literally just proved why well, that's a horrible idea. No, exactly. I mean, did, did they just think that the the sheer chaos of 2020 and 2021 was fun where you just throw the production of all this shit asunder it's like oh let's do it again because we're greedy like no nah, and it's just crazy how much these how much like, like these studios are making like barbenheimer mm-hmm. avatar the way of water top gun maverick the appetite is still there mm-hmm. People are eating this shit up. Like, if you do a good job, they will come. And you know who does a good job? Someone who is paid enough to pay their goddamn rent. Oh, yeah. it's Someone just... who doesn't have to breathe harder every time they'll, you know, every time their car makes a funny noise. Like, come on, guys. No. Because I, I don't, not to name pull again, but no. I was listening to... Uh, the Weekly Planet from Mr. Sunday Movies a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, and they were talking that 
the amount because this isn't including the actors. Yeah, I think this was a, before the uh, actors started striking, but the writers, mm-hmm. the amount they're the the entire WGA wanted was like four hundred and twenty million dollars. Yep, they've already lost like, way more than that. Which half is crazy. of that, like literally the budget of like Dial of Destiny, yeah. is like over two hundred million dollars. I'm pretty sure. And that's the crazy thing about it, too. Like, like that, that and the Flash, two bombs mm-hmm. this summer, could pay for this whole thing. No, and the crazy thing about it, too, is that they're saying shit like, oh, well, it's not the same. The way movies are, people aren't going to the movies anymore. No, uh, okay. people are just more picky and choosy about what they see. Because if there is a good movie that comes out that is enjoyable and crowd-pleasing, they will be there. They will be there. And that's like the thing that I don't think that these studio heads are getting. I feel like they're learning the wrong reasons. Like, for instance, like for this this whole Mattel shit that's going on, too. They're all like, oh, Dude, let's, I just saw let's make absolutely every Mattel property a movie then. No, Greta Gerwig you know and the stars are the reason why that movie and the production design and everybody who made that wonderful movie... That's the reason why that movie kicked ass. Well, you know what's hilarious? That's the reason. You want to know? Damn, you want to know something? Me off. <laughs> you want to know something even funnier about all this shit? Yeah. It's happened already once mm-hmm. in a worse movie franchise. What's that? When Hasbro had a hit oh. with Transformers. Oh, yep. You're in right. 2007. What did they do? GI Joe. Uh huh. Um, Cobra Rising. Oh, they also, the battleship movie. I was literally about to say battleship. Two fucking awful movies. Mm-hmm. Somehow the GI Joe one got a sequel with The Rock. Mm-hmm. So good job, The Rock, I guess. Mm-hmm. But nothing else. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny about this shit? About how Mattel's talking about a Polly Pocket movie and uh, stuff like that. What would a Polly Pocket movie be? I don't. What know. would it be? Would Would you be like? I'd rather watch a Bratz movie. I think that Bratz movie would actually be kind of funny. I'm not even gonna. Not I mean, even gonna I mean, just just compared to like the cinematography of like the Bratz commercials from like 2008, <laughs> where they would just like pan towards the camera with like the like their very big movable. Heads. I would say they should make a Playmobil movie, but they already did, and apparently, and I'm pretty sure it was really bad. Oh, I completely forgot about <laughs> that. I love Playmobil as a kid. That um, was like one of my favorites. I love Playmobil. And rescue heroes. Oh, dude, dude, with those their giant with their, boots. I was gonna be like with them big fucking feet. <laughs> okay, dude, I saw a rescue heroes cartoon one time. Like it, uh, like it was on like a VHS that I had. It was like a rescue I heroes. Probably had that same VHS. Well, anyway, did you remember? There's this rescue heroes commercial, mm-hmm. and they had like the rescue heroes tower. Yes. And there's the kid who's like, "Danger! The bridge is falling! Danger! Yes, the bridge is falling!" That. Because it would, because you could record your voice. So I was obsessed <laughs> with rescue heroes growing up mm-hmm. and my rescue parents heroes. yes my parents got me that tower and i specifically remember recreating that entire oh, commercial and you were like because i know i was a big rescue heroes fan dude, dude. i love those guys <laughs> i love them and then like my siblings still up to this day will make fun of me. They'll be like, Corey, the bridge is falling. Corey, the bridge is falling. No. And I'm like, fuck off, guys. You guys are rude. You smack the hell rude. out of those humongous boots on the action figures. <laughs> it's like rude as hell. Okay. <laughs> oh, but speaking of the Hasbro thing. Yes. So you, Okay, so Hasbro did the same thing in the late 2000s. 
Now Mattel has this hit. Mattel's like, ooh, Polly Pocket. Ooh, this or ooh, that. Hasbro's going to do the same thing again. No, Hasbro yeah. has projects based on the following. Nerf. G.I. Joe. Nerf? Gee, I wonder if that'll work. Nerf? Well, you know, it's Nerf or nothing, Corey. Nerf? Like what? I what? don't know. <sighs> well, they're going to give another go at G.I. Joe. Which honestly I'm okay with. Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> Play-Doh could be good. Yeah, it's just like a... Maybe the, maybe maybe um, claymation comes back. That'd be kind of no, cool. No, I, I feel like if play if they did something really cool with Play-Doh with an animation style that was really dope, and they didn't just like do like a really dumb like illumination illumination kind of <laughs> thing with it. Well, what? speaking of speaking of things that uh, might be dumb, also in consideration for feature length films, Peppa Pig. I love Peppa Pig. You Pe- can't Peppa. Peppa Pig don't Peppa Pig don't do nothing wrong. Isn't isn't Peppa Pig like taller than General Grievous? Apparently, <laughs> terrifying. Um, Transformers, of course. Yeah. Uh, My Little Pony, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, some more, I guess. You know what they and should I do? And I think this has potential. Mm-hmm. Magic: The Gathering. You know what they should do for uh, My Little Pony? Um, they should just have the open... men from the theater. No, no, no. They should <laughs> no, no. This is my long game. Oh, they okay. should have all of them come. We should have. The premiere of My Little Pony. Just be a regular Thursday night. Everything like that. Mm-hmm. They have one big showing. And they're like, okay, guys, we have this one big showing and everything like that this night. And then they have it. But then guess what happens when they leave the doors? Cops everywhere. <laughs> and they're turning all of them in <laughs> because them bronies. Just, just inner circle starts playing. <laughs> Bad boy. Because I don't believe in police brutality in any form unless it's against bronies. How did bronies come up in this podcast? Well, because we're talking about. No, 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 no. Like, if you would have told me, like, I don't mean like how. I know how, but like, how? <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. I, I do get that, but with That's... with that with that with that whole rant said, it is relevant. The studios don't have any ideas. They don't. They don't. Know. They don't know. Barbie what... was good because Greta Gerwig made it. Yes, you exactly. fool. Exactly. Like they don't. The Lego know. Movie was good because Lord and Miller made it. Yes. Do you get what I'm trying to say? No, exactly. So they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand. Like for instance, it's like crazy because Marvel. This has even happened with Marvel. Marvel thinks like, oh, something's in space. That makes it good because James Gunn did it <laughs> and everything Everybody like that. I get up. It's time to slam. <laughs> and so it's like one of those things where it's like because I because I see it in Marvel properties where they try to re-emulate some of their better filmmakers. Like, they, just and they just don't do it well. And I'm not talking and I'm definitely talking about Ant-Man. Um, but... <laughs> It's one of those things. And I and I'm talking about Quantumania to be fair. Well yeah. But I um, cannot defend that movie. Yeah. It it's a very it's a it's an aggressively okay movie, but we have talked about but we did talk about Quantumania on the podcast. But we did that was like the last Yeah, episode. that was the last one before the before our last episode. But maybe you just killed our appetite. Yeah, maybe we're just like gosh. It's like, man, this is such a drag. Honestly, Secret Invasion definitely killed my appetite for the MCU a lot more though. Right. Like I'm not on that bandwagon of just hating the MCU. I think it's salvageable, but oh my god, that that fia- finale just sucked. And you know what? I kind of bust my balls about that. What's up? Um, 
the fact that the whole fun part about Secret Invasion in the comics was you didn't know if your favorite hero was a an alien. No, it's it just was, Nick Fury. No, exactly. I love Nick Fury, but it can't be just him. I just feel like and you Marvel. killed Maria Hills. Spoiler, by the way. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. They don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kill Maria Hill, the only other character someone might give a shit about in the second episode. You want to know what I think is the case with Marvel? And I don't understand why they're still doing this. I feel like they approve projects in the same way when they just had a box of scraps as far as pr- um, properties. You Tony know what I mean? Stark. Like, seriously, dude. Secret Invasion is something that needs to be done after you have the Fantastic Four yes. established after you have the X-Men established mm-hmm. everything like that if Marvel Secret ever Invasion should be like an Avengers movie it really should be and so it's like one of those things that just like Secret Wars yeah exactly and it's like one of those things where I definitely think they could do Secret Invasion someday maybe when uh, we're all old and they've rebooted the MCU and all that kind of stuff because that's going to happen eventually when they like use their little uh, men in black uh, silver thing to like just we, zap uh, it's like it never happened. You don't remember. Whoa. You don't remember Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson. Nick Fury is a white guy. What if they just recasted all of the MCU as the SNL as like different like SNL people who have played the characters in there, and they just kept Hawkeye? They just kept Jeremy Renner. I think Jeremy Renner would kill Bobby Moynihan in real in <laughs> as real, Hulk. No, in real life. That's true. But Bobby Moynihan is the Hulk, would be the Hulk in that scenario. <laughs> And I'm just saying that because I love that SNL skit where it's just um, Hawkeye and he's like, oh, no, I ran out of arrows. I guess I have to leave. They're like, really, dude? Like, aliens are invading, man. He goes, nah, man, I just ran out of these arrows. And then Hulk's like, me find arrow. And he's like, oh, nope, that's very unsanitary, Hulk. I can't touch that. I shot an alien with that. (laughs) Oh, God. But regardless of all that, the studios don't know what they're doing. Um, they don't want to pay the people that make the money. Do know what they're doing, <laughs> doo-doo. yeah, and doo doo exactly. Doo doo is exactly what they would make. Like how? Okay, what for a all of you, for, <laughs> for all of you listening right now, did those idea, did those different properties sound appealing to you? The only thing that made me excited for a Barbie movie was when it was announced that Greta Gerwig was making it. You want to know what that movie was almost? It was almost an Amy Schumer hack job, which is exactly what I would expect the studios to have a Barbie movie be. And then the Barbie is just sarcastic, like, haha, I'm Amy Schumer. Let me let me borrow some Carlos Mencia jokes that he borrowed from someone else. I'm unpleasant. It's like, I am unpleasant. I am woman. Hear me roar. That is literally um, Amy Schumer's brand of humor. I used to not hate her either, which is so funny. No, I used to actually like Amy Schumer a decent amount, but then she just got so like, like, cause the thing is it used to be like a big thing for like incels to really hate Amy Schumer, but it's like, it, it was a frustrating deal because I'm like, yeah, she sucks, but you guys suck more. So I found myself always offending her, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like moving on from that, how about we get into the delays due to the writer's strike. Chance, lay them out for me. Okay, this is going to take a while, so don't click off, please. I'm I'm just... If there's anything that's like nobody cares about, just don't. Okay, well, there's a bunch... (laughs) I'm scrolling past all the award shows because no shit... 
Um, all three remaining Avatar sequels have been delayed. Um, gosh. Avatar 3 has been pushed a year to 2025. Avatar 4 has been pushed uh, two years to 2029. And Avatar 5 uh-huh. is supposed to come out in 2031. That's absolutely nuts. Avengers Kang Dynasty has been pushed to 2026. I'm just going to I'm just going to go over things that they're just delayed, okay? okay. Avengers Secret Wars. Uh, a film from Netflix called Average Height and Build, The Batman Part 2. Damn. Um, the scripting on Best Served Cold has paused. Blade has paused its pre-production again. Not surprising. After losing its director. Captain America Brave New World has been pushed to July 2024. Did you know they changed that title because they thought the um, original title um new world order was like a little bit too like dog whistly which makes sense but that's wow. the reason why they um changed it it's true but anyways uh, yeah continue you got uh, you got challengers mm-hmm. cleopatra from universal the community movie delayed damn uh el morto from sony they should just cancel that um did you know bad bunny actually is out of that movie now <laughs> so they're gonna have to so like they're, whole, just they're, stop. they're how they're they're like it's not too late guys Sony, Sony, you just, just. The Fantastic Four has been pushed to May 2025. You know, this thing that we don't have casting for yet. The Force of Nature. Partly because of the strike. Yep. Oh, my God. They're giving... Okay, it says they're going to make a Freaky Friday 2. And literally in the little thing, it says creation paused. Stop the Stop the creation. We've got Good Fortune, the Gran Turismo movie. I am film from the CW. There's another Gran Turismo make movie they're making. Apparently, they the one the other one just came out. Oh, oh actually, no, maybe it got this del- is it. I'm pretty is sure it? it got delayed a few weeks. Oh, okay, just yeah, okay, no, that that's premiere pushed to late August. Yes, okay, you know so what it is right now. It was now? beginning August, late August. No, it was beginning of oh. August before, but it's late August now. Okay, okay. that makes sense. It ends thus: a John Mulaney um, Netflix special, Craven the Hunter. Looks need, so stupid. We need to talk about that. Gosh, that trailer uh, is so dumb. My ex-friend's reading. Poor things. Problemista. Shelby Oaks. Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. Hey, by the way, shout out to Shelby Oaks, Chris Duckman. Definitely watch that movie when it comes um, out, because that's the movie that Chris Duckman's di- directing. Still a Michael J. Fox movie from Apple TV. A-O. Strays from Universal. Superman Legacy. Uh, according to this, filmmaker James Gunn suspending writing for the duration of the strike. Good boy, James. Good old three James. Three-year swim club. Thunderbolts on Disney, uh, from Disney. Yeah, that that has potential disaster written all over it. Uh, it has such a good cast, though. I know. It's such a great cast. Uh, Transformers 1, the next in the kind of the soft reboot of Transformers. Is that the one on Netflix? Oh, maybe it is. Uh, it just okay. says Paramount. Okay. Uh, Trap, the new Tron. The Twister sequel. They're making a Twister too. You did not hear about this. Well, oh no, yeah, I remember. It's called Twisters. No, because I yes, no, I remember we were making fun of it because we're like, what is it going to be more just dysfunction in their relationship? Well, isn't because um, remember the couple are just terrible. Yeah, because and the dude's dead. So oh god, that's true. Is that no? It's not Swayze. I think oh, it's uh, Bill Pullman, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. It's one of the bills. Oh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton did pass away, actually. Wrong Bill P. Which is sad. Rest in peace. I love Bill Paxton. Anyway, um, anyways, continue. One of the, the untitled Fast X sequel. Mm. 
Untitled Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Untitled How to Train Your Dragon live action film. Untitled The Karate Kid sequel. Untitled The Super Mario Bros. movie sequel. We can fight about that later. Untitled Scream You haven't sequel. even seen the movie. I know. Untitled Spider-Man No Way Home sequel. Untitled Star Wars film. Two of them. Unstoppable. They're making another Unstoppable? Okay. Uh, welcome to the fishbowl and a film called Whitebird from Lionsgate. Okay, so first of all, I in the car, I never said that Super that Sp- uh, that Super Mario was high art. I said it was a good kids movie. Did he say? I he did cried. not say. I did not he say. Said Chris Nolan, who? <laughs> God damn it! Shut up. But it was okay. So I never said that the Mario movie was amazing. It was a good kids movie. Okay, okay. It's a I good turn your brain off movie. So stop coming at me like I like I said it was the best thing since sliced cheese. Come on. I said it was fine. Dude, Corey's, it wasn't offensive. Corey sings that Peaches song every day. Shut I'm up. living in hell. I'm just going <laughs> to throw this microphone Please at don't you. throw it at me. No, that would hurt. That, that would hurt, hurt a lot. So, that would hurt so badly. Um. Anyway, so that's kind of a lot of big projects and probably a lot of... Canceled projects A lot of well. canceled projects. Um, I'm scrolling through Which a would be pretty good. A bunch of cases. streaming stuff that is just... Oh, yeah. Wonder Man. I'm sure that's going to happen. Um, oh, Wonder Man's going to happen. I mean, yeah. They've but casted him. Yeah, Wonder Man's going to happen. I think so. Yeah, they casted Blade too, Corey. That's true, but Wonder Man's going to happen. Blade's going to happen. I think all the Marvel stuff is going to happen. Yeah, and okay, and for caveats on this one. They also forgot that they d- were supposed to release Echo this year because everybody wants to watch that. No one gives a shit about Echo. I'm going to yeah, say. Because she's I just don't a, care. She's just, she wasn't a good character. In Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. What's up, Loki? <laughs> Do you agree? Yeah, Loki agrees. I don't like Echo. <laughs> I find her name ironic. Loki, <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> Loki, that's kind of ableist. <laughs> Loki, we're going to have to cancel you as the mascot. Uh, Do you want to know the films that weren't affected by the writer's strike? What? Although these ones definitely were affected by the actor's strike. Mm-hmm. Actually, this one wasn't. Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, unaffected. It was done. Uh, Beetlejuice 2, Deadpool 3, Gladiator 2. Why do you make another Gladiator? Good Burger Honestly, 2. dude, the cast is really good. And Ridley Scott is back. I, I think I think I think Gladiator 2 can be really good. Ridley Scott's been kind of had his ass He has, but like, eh, you know. Um, obviously, the Mission Impossible movie that came out. Um, apparently, Mortal Kombat 2 was written before the strike uh, started. And then, oh, God, they were going to make it an Ocean's Eleven prequel? Okay. Oh, and... <laughs> Untitled Venom Let There Be Carnage sequel. Nice. There's gonna be carnage. There's gonna be car- gonna be carnage. Anyway. They really missed their chance for a really good Eminem song. Do you think Eminem's okay. just like, you know what? I don't want people making fun of me this time. <laughs> no, yeah. But okay. everyone was really mean. That, yes, a lot of stuff has been delayed because of the strike. It is oh sorry, were you saying something? I was gonna say, you know what I'm kind of like unironically super disappointed about? What's up? The delay of the Avatar sequels. Yeah. Cause Dude, I fuck with The Way of Water the so way, much. The Way of Water is way better than the first Avatar movie. It's really good. It's like so like I'm definitely kind of I'm definitely bummed. Like I'm now. so curious how like the thing with, you know, Quaritch being like, oh, no, should I be a bad person or a good boy? They should have Will Smith 
be one of the new Navis. No. That would be really funny. <laughs> what is this? Some sort of Navi squad? <laughs> Let me slap you. back. And then you just start singing. No, get you're not that. Get that Navi out of your white mouth. mouth. Listen, do you think we've seen Blue Will Smith enough? <laughs> Honestly, Mr. Aladdin. We sir. really should just have. Um, we should have him in Avatar. He should also be in the Blue Man Group movie that's coming out. Um, do you remember that Paul Giamatti? Just kidding. Movie? There's no. Um, yes, I did. But That's there's no Muniz. Blue Man movie that I know of. <laughs> that wasn't something that the box Guys, office was we're rebooting broke. Big Fat Liar. Gosh. Frankie Muniz, get your coat on. You know what's really funny? What? Um, so, um, you know how Jonah Hill went on his big tirade and everything about against his ex girlfriend, his surfer girl girlfriend. And then one of the things that he said was, and no hanging out with Frankie Muniz at weird hours of night. And it's funny because I'm like, one would say that Malcolm was caught in the middle of the situation. <laughs> then one would, and then Jonah Hill might say to himself, life is unfair. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get it. Wow. Uh, Remember when we said we were not going to get off track for you're this? You're not wrong. We got so far fucking far okay track well okay let's get off maybe of the people li- like this though. let's get off the listicle though let's let's get into no, the list is done the list is done okay the not, not, no, thank you for the list by the way support the picket line yeah so like yeah th- thank you for the list by the way i wasn't saying uh yeah no. don't thank me thank wikipedia <laughs> oh god okay but regardless what of that i do now next kind of high horse <laughs> you can't dock my grade now Next deal here is that we have the Superman casting and everything. We could be so, heroes. So, Superman uh, Legacy, a James Gunn joint, they the next ca- James Gunn joint. They casted taller Henry Cavill. <laughs> that is true. He is taller than T- Henry Cavill. He yeah. looks like a young Cavill, too, which pissed a lot of people off, which is kind of funny. I think Henry Cavill is just like, I'm just as tall as that guy. He's like, I'm just as tall. I'm just not as young. And like, they did that weird thing to my mouth because of the Mission Impossible movie. And you know, my thing is, is like, I know a lot of people are very upset about the Cavill news. Mm. I love Cavill a lot as an actor. I have never loved him as Superman because I don't think he's been in a good Superman movie, obviously. Um, or a good Black Adam movie. Or for good, that point. Yeah, yes. I don't think he's been. I think he was given the short um, end of the stick. Yeah, what a dagger to the heart. Just bring him back for that. Yeah. And, and then you're just like, Daddy's back? And it's no. And the worst thing is, it's not even his fault. It's literally The Rock's fault. The Rock wanted as many butts in those seats as he could. Mm-hmm. And I love how The Flash has made less than. I don't even think it's beat Black Adam yet. It's hysterical. Biggest, it's the biggest superhero bomb of all time, I think. Oh, I love that. But anyways, I never could have happened to a I never, lead actor. I never ever wish for the downfall of a movie. I don't. But I will always wish for the downfall of Ezra Miller because they're a fucking nightmare and not a good person. They also need help. Can't you be pleasant for once, Ezra? And it's annoying because I really like them as a performer. But anyways. We should have so, known something was up during so Fantastic Beasts. Just um, to get you um, caught up with the casting, 
uh, for Superman Legacy. We have David Cornsweet as Clark Kent and Superman. Like my Cornsweet. We, we have Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane of Marvelous Miss Maisel fame. Sometimes I just. I have to ignore you. Anyways, um, Isabella, okay. Isabella Merced as Hot Girl of um, Dora fame and um, that and that really bad Transformers movie. Um, which one? Gosh, which one was she in? She was in. Oh, was she in The Last Night? She, yes, she was in The Last Night. She was one because you remember. Okay. You remember what happened there? You remember this was this was Michael Bay. He was like, hey, they love the Stranger Things. Let's just shoehorn some kids. Let's make them ethnically diverse as well. <laughs> Why is he? Well, because you know that movie. <laughs> you know that movie, Michael's. Michael Bay was like, oh, oh. Uh, which uh, Transformers script are you working on there, Squirt? And there's this dude obviously writing like a Knights of the Round Table uh, pen for some other, like probably his own personal project. Yes. And then Michael's like, oh, Knights, Dragons, King Arthur? This is brilliant. How do we put Optimus Prime in here? <laughs> he goes, Optimus what? <laughs> And it's like, we're going to make him fight Bumblebee and it'll be for the trailer. It's like, oh, Michael. And then and Marky Mark's going to have... be in there. One of the most inspired casting, in my opinion. I know a lot of people are hating on it online, but Nathan Fillion is going to be Guy Gardner. Yay! I love this. And apparently, James Gunn, James Gunn confirmed that he is going to have the bowl cut. Because why wouldn't he have his friend have to have that embarrassing-ass ginger bowl cut? I was going to say, he's going to make him ginger, too. Oh, yeah. And then we also have Anthony Kerrigan as... Um, Metamorpho. Best... Oh no, not sorry, not Metamorpho. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Anthony Kerrigan of uh, Barry fame. Um, no ho Hank. Barry. Barry. And then we have. I'm sorry if I Being absolutely um, butcher this name, but Edie Gathegi is going to be playing Mister Terrific. And Edie Gathegi. Such a good yes. Uh, yes, and Edie Gathegi uh, was absolutely or, terrific. Sorry. Yes, but absolutely wasted. In X Men First Class, he played Darwin. Oh, he was Darwin. Yeah, he played Darwin. Yeah, exactly. I still think that's racist. It's funny. It's just like a big thing. Oh, and Kevin the, Bacon is racist. Yeah, that's true. But Killed it's just, no, it's a big thing in like the black comic maybe space. Maybe Simon Kimberg. You know, but the black side, uh, the black comic space that um, that the what was done to Darwin was just mm -hmm. purely racism. They're like, you're gonna have the character that can survive anything, just die. Yeah, like. Like, the only time Darwin has been embarrassed in the comics was during the World War Hulk, Hulk run, whereas mutant power was just like, yeah, no. No, exactly. And so it's like one of those deals where it's like this. But anyways. Um, yeah, let's have Havoc's the, laser just blow his face up. That'll as, be good. But as far as these casting goes, I have a couple of questions for you, Chance. Go on. For one, there's a lot of people who are criticizing the move of having so many DC heroes Mm -hmm. in this movie that's a superman movie and the first official dcu movie official official one okay uh first official starting point for the dcu what do you think about that that there's too many characters yeah do you think there's too many like well-known comic book characters in this well i would counter with james gunn knows how to handle an ensemble and he knows how to whisk away but this is a superman movie i'm devil's advocate i'm sorry i'm being twitter right now but this is yeah. a superhero superman movie dude yeah but this is a superman movie in a universe that clearly already has super people 
because they're going to have the authority before Superman, like, be around. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay. Well, that's still devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. For sure. And my devil's advocate is like, oh, I'm dumb. I'm, I'm sorry. You're completely right. <laughs> just, just hits yourself in the head. Oh, dang it. I hate Zack Snyder now. <laughs> My, I'm my tearing ar- up all the posters in my bedroom. My arguments are always in good faith. <laughs> but, wow. It's so funny because one would say that we are an anti-Snyder bro podcast. And one would be correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not anti-Zack Snyder. No, not anti-Zack Snyder. Anti-Zack Snyder bro. I love me some 300. I love me some Man of Steel in doses. Next time you make a compilation of his movies, maybe think about your life. And I am super excited for Rebel Moon. Mm. Like, that's going to be dope. It's going to at least look really cool. Listen, man, I I watched um, Army of the Dead. There were some fun parts of it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't watch it again. No, you know, like... I think you pair him up with a writer that isn't Chris Terrio. I've said this before, but with a writer, dude, me and Terrio are going to box one of these days. He's going to be like, dude, Terrio's knocks on the door. I heard what you said about me. <laughs> He's like, when it comes to Star Wars, DC, I'm just like, keep this man away from my favorite properties. <laughs> and then you shit on him for X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, yeah. God, I forget that. I forget that he also did that. See, he sucks. So he's just bad. And he also wrote Argo, but still <laughs> get one, Christopher. You, you get, get one. one. I love Argo. But regardless of all of that, um, I think that this casting is really good. I think you bring up a really great point because this DC universe, I want this to feel lived in. And I feel like with what James Gunn has described with the universe mm-hmm. being like, hey, there's a bat family already established. There's this, there's that. It's like we're going to the DCAU, which is like the DC animated universe. Yeah. It's like we have the DCAU and it's just there because that's how the DCAU starts. Well, and nobody questions well, it. Yeah, because nobody uh, questions in it. In the first arc of that Justice League cartoon in the DCAU, um, like one, like it's like, uh, it's like uh, John Stewart Screen Lantern is like helping Batman like fight aliens, mm-hmm. and then like his plane gets shot down, and then Wonder Woman saves him, and he's just then John Stewart or John Stewart's just like, "Who's the chick in the tiara?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's verbatim what he said too. That's funny. Like they're just people around, and they haven't met each other. Like yeah. is that so shocking? I'm going to, depending on how old, um, well, actually, it doesn't really matter how old they are because Hot Girl and is, is old anyways, but, you know, it just depends. But anyways. Um, hey John Stewart, how you doing? But a John Stewart, Hot Girl relationship, definitely. I Hawk felt, Girl, by I the way. I said Hawk Girl. I know it just always sounds like I say Hot Girl anytime I say, anytime I say her name. I guess her, isn't her actual name like Shaira? I think. Yeah. I, like, I you know, so, yeah. I felt so bad for them in the cartoon. I was like, it was a bummer. She was trying to save her people, but her people are genocidal maniacs. What's a girl to do? <laughs> but like, okay. But I'm just super stoked because this, I, I, like what I was getting at is that this, this universe feels like it's going to be so lived in. And James Gunn himself said something that I really liked is that he says, Hey, here's the deal. I understand 
like that there's a lot of superhero movies that have too many characters and yeah. all that kind of things get juggled incorrectly. But with that said, this is a Clark Kent movie as much as it is a Superman movie. Yeah. Superman has to deal with superheroes on the daily. He also mm. has to deal with people like Lois Lane in his life right. and Jimmy Olsen and Perry White and all of these people. So it's two sides of the coin. It's like Jay, it's like he is there and that firecracker Lana. <laughs> oh, and it, and that's like the thing that I just think is which by the way if you're not watching My Adventures with Superman watch it. It's fantastic. Like two episodes. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I will watch them with you right after you're done cleaning your room if you want. No, if you want. I'll have to go to York too. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Hey, maybe maybe. I just but, need to find my wallet that I lost. Oof. But regardless, it's in the house. I know it's. I, there. I, I hope you find it. Me too. I have things in there. Yeah. Hopefully, you have things in there. Terrible things. <laughs> but I'm just really excited for the casting. I think it's a good thing. I also. Um, I think it's perfect for Lois Lane. Yeah, I think. Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rachel Brosnahan's wonderful. We haven't really talked about like, the no casting. No offense itself. to Amy Adams, but. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams could have been a really good yawn, Amy. Yeah. What are you doing? I, I don't think it's Amy's fault. Well, it's not her it fault. Is, like... it's, it is hundred and ten percent Zack Snyder's fault. I'm sorry. Like, my like, name is Lois Lane. I'm a Pulitzer winning journalist. Also, that's a Martian outside my door. This is Katana. <laughs> <laughs> she has her soul traps souls of her. I think that's becoming a long running bit in the podcast. Have you noticed that? One time someone's not going to actually throw their back out saying, <laughs> this is Katana. This is Katana. She has your back. This is the souls of her victims are trapped in the sword. <laughs> it's funny because I'm pretty sure the oddest trailer of that, her name is literally, this is Katana. That's like the oddest name that they- I think Joel Kinnaman will ever live that down. He should because he was so good in the Suicide Squad. I, I loved him. Which okay, something they that I actually just... thought about. What? Frank Grillo is yeah. playing um uh Rick Flag Sr. in Creature Commandos and James Gunn. Oh, it's not Kinnaman? No. Oh. No, and James Gunn said that all of the actors in animated stuff will be crossing over Sweet. into the real world. So I and apparent and also James Gunn confirmed that Creature Commandos is happening in present day. Excuse me? Yes. So, what, something that's really making me a little, hmm, what is, what is Frank Grillo and Peacemaker going to be on screen together? Do you really and then what? <laughs> and then what would happen when that happens? Dude, what would happen? Nah, yeah, I just, I, I just think that's interesting. Well, because, um... So is the DCU, because no one's outright said, is it just going to be like a soft reboot? I feel like it's a soft reboot. Because you're going to But I really do think, oh, we, we really we probably should talk about all that crazy Wonder Woman stuff, too. Oh, Jesus. Gosh. I just, I just really hope that Gal Gadot just doesn't know what she's talking about. Because <laughs> another thing that isn't a secret, we're not really huge fans of Gal Gadot in the role. She's fine at times, but other times it's like, what are you like, doing, woman? She has a great look, but that's about it. Yeah. It's like, like that's literally it. And it's like one of those things where she she's just awkward. Right. It's and like, I love how she's they always keyed in to something, it feels like. No, and then they always have to they and this is like notorious that um they had to give all of the people on Themyscira 
her accent because she couldn't like do any other like accents that they wanted her to do. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, I'm sorry, lady, you're an actor. Like, come on. Why does Wonder Woman need- sound vaguely Israeli? I don't know. <laughs> you're like, why does all of Themyscira sound Israeli? <laughs> Well, because nothing wrong with that, but Palestine. (laughs) What? (laughs) Let's not get into politics here. Even though human, even though human lives should never be politicized. Anyways, I don't know what um, that Greek island has against uh, the sovereign nation (laughs) (laughs) and the two-state solution. (laughs) Okay. Well, regardless of that, it's just like one of those things where I think the thing that they should reboot, which they're already mostly there, is the Trinity. Superman, it's Batman, like, Wonder Woman. Yeah, Superman, um, Batman, and Wonder Woman that are, one. are absolutely the people who need to be recast. And they will recast Batman. And I believe they will recast Wonder Woman as well. Because they just have to at this point. Because those are the main people who people see and they'll go, oh, it's this universe that I don't like. Well, yeah, because well, they didn't even bother with Green Lantern pretty much and the Snyder stuff. Well, the Snyder and- cut, they put him in there because that was definitely always the plan oh wow 110 percent always the plan hmm so glad this guy died and the ring flew off wonder what's gonna happen (laughs) guys hello is anyone listening um i mean listen you want to keep momoa that's probably all i'd go with yeah but the the thing is he's not a part of the trinity though though so that's that's what i mean because like you can pretty much pluck anything off of the besides the trinity Mm -hmm. that you want like Jason Momoa? Sure. We can go with that. No, for sure. Um, Ezra? Hell no. Um, maybe we... Do you think they would... Um, who played Victor in Justice League? What can I remember? Ray Fisher. Do you think Ray Fisher would... Or do you think Ray Fisher's like, you know what? Ray Fisher's probably I so done. I don't want to do with that. Ray Fisher is probably so done with Warner Brothers yeah. Discovery. And, like, he was even going after James Gunn for no reason on Twitter. So it was like... Ray Fisher was? Yes. Oh, man. Well, basically, he was like, I forgot what it was. I don't want to quote like, the guy or anything. You were a but Marvel he was mad. Well, he was mad because James Gunn like, liked a tweet that he didn't like. And it was just like weird. It was literally fan levels of pettiness. Well, you probably saw because Joss Whedon was a Marvel director. Oh, what it- and then James Gunn is a Marvel director. And he was just like, you are like Papa. No. <laughs> It's, but I'm pretty sure it was something about like somebody was exaggerating the James or the Joss Whedon situation, and James Gunn liked it. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is also I'm pretty sure James Gunn also just like apologized for it and was like, "Hey, I was liking a tweet because of information that I knew, and mm-hmm. due to new information, that's not the case anymore, and I apologize." Oh. But regardless of that. Um, I think people shouldn't go crazy because of pe- tweets that people like. That's right. just me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Ray Fisher's going to come back. Yeah, I don't think he's going to come back either, and I don't think he wants to. And plus, he has better things to do. He's a fantastic actor. I would really love for him to come back as Cyborg, but um, I think that the more people we recast, the better for the universe, personally. You know who I kind of want to stay? Who? That we didn't really get to see? Joe Manganiello as uh, Deathstroke. That would be really good. You saw him like once. I'm like, hey, that looks pretty mm-hmm. cool. And never again. Nah. And like, what if he had like his whole Deathstroke family established in the DCU? There we go. That'd be kind of cool. A little turn. nice little antithesis to the Bat family. 
And then and then Deathstroke's about to open his mouth. He's like, "My name is Oliver Queen. I got stranded on a <laughs> no." And then he turns and he goes, "Hey there, Quake. <laughs> or hey there, Terra. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> how old are you?" <laughs> and they're like, "Slade, you are very problematic for this." And and then Terra says, it's "Teen, teen, teen titans. titans, not young adult titans, not adult titans, teen titans." And then Slade shoots back with, 18 years is still a teen." No, he pulls a Michael Bay, and he's like, "Romeo and Juliet law." And he goes, dun, 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 dun. "Okay, so since we don't, so we don't go into vicious, um, vicious territory, vicious territory." Okay, okay, I want one more joke. Yes, one. more. God, uh, I, I don't want to fight you, Slade. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fight me neither. <laughs> okay, okay, we can move on. Okay, so with all that said, I think the DCU is going to good hands. I'm really hoping that we get some announcements on who's going to direct these projects besides James Gunn. Yeah, I want to know the hierarchy of the DCU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One would say that the hierarchy of power has actually changed the DCU. <laughs> Well, I didn't know the hierarchy of power in the DCE. No, is. it's so funny because like, what if like one day we just have like a picture and it's James Gunn, um, just shaking hand with Dwayne Derrod Johnson, and know. we know we know at that one point somebody just got beat up in the DC offices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just Zaslav is in a cast. <laughs> it's like WWE, except oh, no. nothing's fake. <laughs> He throws them through an actual chair, not a breakaway chair. Gosh. But regardless of all that, I think the DCU is in good hands. I'm really excited for the future. Like Safran is just like dead. And speaking of the DCU, we... And its hierarchy. We we just watched the movie with the alleged first character of the DCU, according to James Gunn. Why so blue? Called... (laughs) Why so blue? Why... (laughs) My father, my, my father, once a scarab got connected to his to a, to his spinal cord. My, my father was a little bug. My my father, my once my father was dealing with his abuela and abuela. <laughs> abuela was a sower and a revolutionary. A, abuela then took out a Catling gun. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, Day she comes at me with the gag. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay. Anyways, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Um. So Blue Beetle. We watched it. It's not gonna make any money, but I found it rather enjoyable. <laughs> Excuse me. It was delightful. I really liked Blue Beetle quite a bit. Um, initial, I find it very charming. Oh, it's in- exceptionally charming. It was just so refreshing to see a superhero movie that's not so far up its ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, because it's like me watching Media. That was my thoughts the entire time. I was just like, this is just too much. Because you know what it is? What? It's like, yeah, this is... Uh... That's kind of what Quantum Mania. Well, I wouldn't say that shouldn't be what Quantum Mania is. Quantum Mania should be like the first Ant Man movie, yeah. and this one was kind of like oh, I like the first Ant Man movie. No, like Quantum Mania like, should have been a f- 
it should have been more of what this movie is and that's a family based movie exactly and it's like one of those things where they really got lost in the whole Kang sauce of it all but we're talking about we're talking about about a better movie but we're talking about a much better movie in Blue Beetle Uh, first off um, sorry if I'm um, butchering your name Solo um, is absolutely fantastic did he get named in a Star Wars spinoff movie what's up did he get named in a Star Wars spinoff your name will be Solo, Zolo, but Zolo Meriduena um, is just incredibly. Oh, Noah Zolo. He, gosh, dude, he's just incredibly. He is just an incredibly talented. Um, Bruna Marquezine is Jenny Cord, and she's also my new crush. Um, Becky G. Best cinema Jenny. Yeah. Becky G, which is, this is funny, but Becky G is playing Kajda, which is basically the voice of the scarab and everything, which is what gives the Blue Beetle character or mm-hmm. um, powers and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Damien Alcazar is Alberto Reyes, which is his, which is um, Blue Beetle's dad. Very good casting. He was wonderful. I really liked the I really liked Blue Beetle's um, Jaime's dad, mm-hmm. um, and then one of the one of the best characters in the entire movie, and I adored him. And it's probably mostly because of just nostalgia. George Lopez. It's not just plays, nostalgia. He was he, good. Yeah, he was really game good. But Jaime's uncle, uh, Rudy Reyes, is played by George Lopez. And then their grandma, Nana Reyes, is a, is just a joy. And then the daughter. Um, um, Milrago Reyes is played by Belissa Escopedo, and uh, Susan Sarandon is a very, very silly, cartoonishly racist villain. But she's so she's genuine. Like, I don't know. She was just so cartoonishly racist and so, horny. She was so into it. It was, it was like, it's like, hey, I'm horny and racist. That's mm-hmm. basically her, her shtick. She's like a cartoon. Yeah, it was just, yeah, very cartoonish, but very good. And on the side note. Like, if you don't uh, know who Susan Saranda is, Thelma and Louise. She's Louise. No, and for like, and like on another side note that kind of like upset me though, is that Harvey Gullion from um, What We Do in the Shadows fame, mm-hmm. uh, Guillermo, if you guys have, if y'all have watched What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. was like a kind of throwaway doctor role when I really wish- Sanchez. That, yes, yeah, where I really wish he was in the movie more, but I really liked Guillermo, but I, I really liked I really loved him as Guillermo, and if you haven't watched that What We Do in the Shadows- That me as the runtime. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like- because did you happen to notice that this movie was booking it the entire time? No, and I actually liked the pacing, though. So did I. I actually really enjoyed it. And it's funny because I, I don't usually listen to reviews or watch reviews, but I mm-hmm. happened to like listen to a review before this, and they said the pacing in the beginning was a little slow for them. And I was like, I thought it was fine. Slow? I thought it was really good. I thought it was fine. I thought it was perfectly paced the entire time. It was booking it, but it stuck to that pace in a good way. But regardless of that, for those of you who are like, okay, Corey, okay, Chance, y'all are just talking about Blue Beetle. Okay. Who is Blue Beetle? Blue Beetle isn't the most well-known DC character, but Blue Beetle is basically the way his um, powers work is that there is a robotic um, scarab that looks like kind of like a bug, you know? Um, that's an alien artifact that gets whisked onto Earth, you know, 
you know, meteor style and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it has to pick a host and whoever the host is. Style. Yeah. And whoever the host is uh, basically gets Iron Man powers, yes. except it's a lot cooler than Iron Man. In well, it's space. Like, yeah, it's, it is kind of like Iron it's Man like, now uh, that they have nanotech because he can create whatever he wants. It's, it's like if you, it's kind of something Iron Man actually did in the comics. Mm-hmm. If you mix Iron Man with Venom. Yeah, and it's kind of, and the thing is, is as it's far, alive. Nah, exactly. And as far as like what this, as the character himself of Jaime, I would say, what if Peter Parker was didn't have any powers or anything, mm-hmm. and he was, but he had like an Iron Man type suit. So mm-hmm. he's not exactly like Tom Holland Spider Man. Obviously, he has his cultural background and everything like that. But he's just like he's one of those young fun characters. It's also a legacy superhero. Exactly, and because the th- original Blue Beetle, and we'll get a little more into this. You see in the spoilers. Sh- you see, yeah. Sh- yeah, you see shades of him mm-hmm. um, in the in the story. So uh, generally. I what I loved about this movie for the non-spoiler stuff is I understand that mileage may vary, but I am someone who absolutely loves his family mm-hmm. and really enjoys the dynamic of family and also it lo- has a real big soft spot for immigrant families and everything mm-hmm. like that being from one. And so it's like one of those things where that was one of the big things that I just loved about this movie and I loved about how it portrayed everything there so and it didn't ignore them yes like it, it didn't like they didn't like here's the family the beginning here's the family and then they were in it no exactly the whole time. because that's what i think they did with the first shazam movie mm-hmm. because i love the family but i just feel like they ignored, like where did they go they, and then they gave them a big role at the end and i was like okay this is a little rushed uh for mm-hmm. me but they i think they definitely knew what they were doing with the family Still, mileage may vary because some of the stuff they do with the family is cheesy. I get it, but guys, but like I'm, gals, cheese is fun. Y'all you are watching. Y'all are watching a superhero movie. It's not going to be Citizen Kane, and if it were Citizen Kane, it would be boring. It's Citizen <laughs> lame. <laughs> and I and also don't come at me. I like Citizen Kane, but anyways. Yeah. Anyways, Citizen Kane well, is a very good. What's some of your spoiler free? <laughs> yes, movie. Uh, spoiler free thoughts. Spoiler free. It's literally thoughts. the Citizen Kane is literally the tech demo of movies. Right? I'm not wrong. No, you're not. I'm wrong. not wrong. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> we we'll continue. My non-spoiler thoughts. Um, they did a very good job of not leaning on the CGI too much. Kind of like. Um, how the first Deadpool movie was, where like mm-hmm. they use it sparingly. Okay, I wouldn't say they use it sparingly, but they they use the strengths and they lean on those strengths a lot because you know they could just they could just be um they uh, they could have had him like in the suit the whole time and you don't even see the actor have yeah. but they have him you know taking the helmet off getting the helmet knocked off mm-hmm. the powers like oh it needs to reboot they also have a physical suit I saw a few times mm-hmm. uh, in addition just to kind of sell it like you know movie making Robert Downey I don't care yeah. if the suit's uncomfy <laughs> um, just kind of to sell that um, it. I, like I said, like the pacing, like it's kind of like, like the, the, you. It's very easy to see all the cause and effects in this movie because they, kind of pay off very quickly back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might not like that. I really like that. Like some people just like, oh, I remember that one detail from the beginning of the film, so I saw this coming. No, it's just kind of, oh yeah, 
that happened two minutes ago. Glad we're seeing the dividends of this. No, for sure. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it does. I think it works this time. I think all the cast is good. I I get what you say about nostalgia for George Lopez, but I haven't seen George Lopez in like so long. Same here. Like I love George Lopez. It's been Lopez like a decade so since like Lopez Tonight got canceled on TBS. Have so you I, watched his new show? No. Lopez v. Lopez? I have not. I haven't watched any of it, um, really. Like, I've watched clips, and the clips are pretty funny. That's because funny. basically, it's him him and his daughter write it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because it's like their own story. Right. Kind of in a sitcom because they were estranged for a while, but then mm-hmm. they've become, they've like kind of formed a bond again in real life, but they actually did it professionally as well. Like that one HBO, or that one Hulu show. That got What's canceled. That? Yeah. <laughs> but With uh, Knoxville. But no, yeah, because they did, oh, gosh, that makes me sad. Such Sorry. a good, such a good sitcom. We can go over that. It was a, some other time. a wonderful sitcom. But Speaking anyways, of writers strikes. Yeah, anyway. if you all want to watch one really good, solid season of uh, television, watch reboot on Hulu. But anyways, um, but kind uh, of continuing on from that, I thought that it was a very. I, I I get what you mean saying Tom Holland esque because he's very like innocent like Tom Holland is mm-hmm. he's like younger yeah he, he's, he's younger he had, I don't think he's Tom Holland esque as in like I'm just saying Spider Man esque okay, the better like word. Okay. I said I said Spider Man I said like I said that Iron Man thing but I didn't want people to compare him to Tom Holland because no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. personally I know this might be a little like controversial well, I, know mean, but, yeah. I know this might be a little controversial but I really did love the characterization of this a little bit more because they drew back the whole oh no I'm a I'm a I'm just a scrappy young kid especially because he's no, aged he, up because he's he was in college because in he's America. yeah because he ended because he's a college graduate and, and not a 20, teenager he's 22 years old so like he's the age that I'm excited for Spider-Man to get into. Yeah, like, I like that he... Uh, this isn't like really a spoiler per se, but, like, his family knows about it right away, so he's just not like, oh, no, is my secret going to get out? Gee, I sure <laughs> hope not. Um, also, the fact that it's... Uh, it kind of treats... Because, like... Funny you should bring up Ant-Man earlier. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the whole movie. It... It treats because Jaime as a legacy hero, it does very well in portraying that he is a legacy hero while respecting him, like the former and the latter, Mm -hmm. like in a very, very concise way that I think even the first Ant-Man struggled with because it's just like, oh, this is uh, this is Scott Lang. No, for sure. What's up, Hooves? How you doing, buddy? Yeah, we're we're recording recording right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's the it's the roommate. Oh, nice! It's the it's the roommate chime in. It just has to happen once every podcast. We just got a roommate. We just who it's from, (laughs) dude. Thank you. But um, (laughs) tell us if we're being too loud, okay? Anyway, uh, he is so precious. Anyway, what 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 a pure uh, what a pure. I was just saying. Oh yeah, so like. Marvel chose Scott Lang out of a place of fear in regards to the history of Hank Pym. Yes. Even though almost all of their characters have done some sort of whack-ass horrible shit. Tony Stark, Captain Marvel, Bruce Banner, Reed Richards. Reed Richards has done a lot. Like, 
I don't know why they got so bashful. Oh no, Hank Pym beat his wife in a drawing from 60 years ago. And it's can't have that. And it's arguable that they even meant to draw it that way. Yeah. So, I think the reason I think look, I love Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, but honestly, could Paul Rudd have, could Paul Rudd have been Hank Pym? Maybe. I think he would have been too Paul Ruddish. He, yeah, okay. I, I, Paul I, Rudd is perfect for Hank or for I, Scott Lang. I think he is perfect but, for Scott Lang. But I, I think, think he truly is. I think making I think he has to have a little darker of an edge to be a like. Hank I Pym. like Michael Douglas a lot. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but like, wouldn't it have been cool to say I don't know? You have. Hank Pym in the first movie, who's like the protagonist, and maybe, maybe Scott Lang's in the second movie, and then you introduce Cassie and everything else. Uh huh. It wouldn't have been the same, obviously. That's clearly not what it was made being made as with Edgar Wright in the beginning mm-hmm. instead of Peyton Reed. But like, gosh, I'm they, still they, so interested to just, see what Edgar Wright's movie. They just go been. out of their way to uh-huh. ignore a lot of Hank Pym stuff, mm-hmm. and like even the Wasp. Like, mm-hmm. but sorry about that interruption. By the way, my brain was like. Bleh. It's all right. No, but like, but Blue Beetle doesn't do that. They're just like, yeah, there it was a Blue Beetle before. His name was Ted Cord, and he has, despite not being there, a presence. Mm-hmm. And his daughter's in the movie. His daughter's in the movie. Um, like, yeah, right. The best cinematic Jenny. Uh, there isn't Gosh. even another cinematic Jenny who's not a villain. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, like it, it, she goes, there can only be one Jenny cause I'm married to the boss. <laughs> uh, but no, like, like I said, uh, they do the, like I said, the former and the latter of a legacy character very well. I hope they kind of keep that energy with green lantern because green lantern, well, not necessarily a legacy character or green lantern is more of a, a title you have. Mm-hmm. It's a job you have. Uh, they're basically space cops. Yeah. A cab except, <laughs> um, except John Stewart. How like Jordan? They, I think they did it rather well. Oh, Scott. And um, so I won't get too much into spoilers as far as like Ted Cord goes, but it's, just, like, it's it's good to see they're just not ignoring it. Just like, hey, there was a version of this character before. Do I expect them to do like the original Green Lantern? Of course not. But yeah. you you know what I mean. No, exactly. And I really like what they did with the whole Ted Cord legacy of himself because mm-hmm. uh for instance and we can just get into spoilers now okay spoilers um, for a movie that literally just came out yeah exactly but the thing is which so is i like, guess you could be mad which is like that. here's the deal no but here's the deal guys and gals and everybody listening if you all have not watched blue beetle please do pause this and like just watch it just pause this just go to your local go to the Plex. cinema because the thing is i really do think this is a movie that should be making money i don't think it's going to make much money but i think if I can get some people in seats to watch this movie, I will. Because I think we should support good cinema. It's kind of delightful. And like I the think Ant-Man. Yeah, I think it's a really fun movie. I think it's a good romp. Um, if any of my siblings are watching it, um, it is good for kids. Like, I honestly, a lot of, some very, jokes, some jokes, safe. some jokes will definitely go over their heads that are more for adults. Mm-hmm. But it is still a very clean movie as yeah. well. For uh, Not for, like, young, young kids, because that's just a little crazy, but, you know. Yeah, don't bring don't bring your don't bring your infants to the theater. My yeah, my siblings would never do that. They're not. You know, no, I'm talking. Not, I'm, not, I'm not talking to your siblings. I'm talking. You know who you are. <laughs> I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna put a stop to it. You think that, that is a threat? You think you think Jake's gonna bring his infant to the movie? Jake would. Mm. <laughs> I love how I just say it. <laughs> I didn't even know if you were thinking about Jake. I actually wasn't. That's funny. <laughs> this is more of a general all of don't bring your children to the movies. In general, yeah. No, I feel you. 
I don't know. Jake, why don't you bring Cooper instead of your instead of the kid? <laughs> bring the dog to the. I movies. was gonna say that's his dog, right? <laughs> yeah, Cooper's his dog. Coop. I've never met Coop. I want to meet Coop. It's a cute dog. Coop came first, so I have to meet him before the kid. Sorry, that's kid. True. <laughs> yeah, you're like sorry, kid. Can't can't do that. Sorry, guy. Lincoln. Got to meet Coop. <laughs> but anyways, not uh, my president. Regardless, <laughs> regardless of all that, I think that it was really cool. He's gonna text me so pissed off at me. Oh God, he it's it's the um, annoying part about all of that kind of stuff, or the great part about all of that Ted Cord stuff that happened in the movie was that like George Lopez's character was all like, "Dude, your dad was Ted Cord. Ted Cord, Ted Cord was amazing," and you just notice how much he doesn't like other superheroes, but he loves Ted Cord because he's like Ted. He goes, "Ted has a sense of humor and just like a lot of stuff like that." And it was just, I just thought that was really funny but anyways as far as like spoiler stuff oh my gosh it's like this movie is definitely an archetype of basic superhero movies but it's just like i love well yeah it's got the typical Mm -hmm. hero fights uh, another version of themselves kind of thing but i just really liked everything around it i just loved the family dynamics I loved how it started because Jaime's coming home from college. He puts on his graduation cap and asks a random man, "How do I look?" He's like, "It looks like you're six figures in debt." That, and I thought that swiping was, on Tinder. Yeah, this old man's just swiping on Tinder. Would be really funny if you just saw like Nana's, Nan, Nana's face on there. He's just like, "Yeah," <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a lot of. It was just like a lot of fun, and I think it was a. Uh, really interesting because a lot of people were kind of iffy on this being in Palmara City because it's a made-up city and everything like that so and the thing is is like because people were like it has to have good representation for like real U.S. cities and that's the thing that you have to think about with DC is that DC all of them are made up DC doesn't they don't live in the same America that is our America. Is, is and that's there, what I can't. And the thing is, this is there is, still a New York City. There I, is still technically a New York City. OK, but here's the thing. There's also two, about there's these, a lot of other major humongous cities. Exactly. But here's like the crazy thing about D.C. is that if it, it is the closest thing to a mythical world mm. in the comic book space. Yes. Because Marvel's supposed to be like, hey. What if we were superheroes? You know, New York but DC, has its heroes and everything. Yeah. You know. But DC is different because it's like, what if these gods are amongst us? And I thought that I think and I think that's cool. Like I that's what I like about DC. Yeah. So I think that people shouldn't like go harp on that too much because it still is a very diverse city that they showed. Plus it's and just I, like a random creation like, someone made a hundred years ago. Exactly. Don't think about it too hard. Yeah. You're not wrong. But and, and also it's like one of those things where I am very just I'm very like Anybody who's Didn't James Gunn make up an island yeah. for those Corto anybody, Maltesians. Corto Maltese is not a made up island. Is it not? It's not. Well, it's not a made up island. It was in the, well, made in up the comics. Too. It's in uh, the comics already. Okay, you know. Corto Maltese. Meant, is, yeah, but Corto Maltese is already in the comics. I meant like not in real life. Oh, okay. Okay. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But That's what I was but um, regardless Your of all that, a fool Loki. <laughs> ah, come on. He okay. is looking at me like I'm a fool. Oh, and then he just looked away. Wow, goodness, side eye. He's probably following the fan blades. That's true. But um, it's just like one of those things that I just think is just 
I just think it's a I just think it's a really fun it's movie. Fun. Yeah, it's like, a fun movie and yeah. I like really love the I love the way that the that everything kind of unfolds with it. And it's like I don't know, there's like there's stuff to spoil but there's not much to okay, spoil. Okay, I about that. I like the way mm-hmm. they use Spanish interchangeably in this movie. Yes. Like they'll just like break down and like boom, subtitles are back, <laughs> boom, subtitles are gone. <laughs> I like that a lot. Me too. And um, when Kaji starts using starts speaking Spanish, Spanish, when the scarab starts speaking Spanish, I love that. Yeah, because like because they like they actually bond and stuff. Yes. It's like cool. I also like how like uh, it wasn't some okay. It's not like some profound art choice, but like the like the okay, not the actual villain, but like the the antagonist of the dude who is not Black Beetle. Just a, mm-hmm. well, uh, the armor had a name. I can't yeah. remember what it was, but. Basically, it's Blue Beetle technology weaponized and turned into the U.S. military, mm-hmm. essentially. And um, basically, like, he kind of connects to the, like, because he's basically been running the ones with Jaime the whole movie. Yes. And um, finally, he, like, the, the Scarab's like, well, we plugged into his memories and, uh, well, look. What we'll, a we'll sad just, backstory. Just <laughs> and they didn't, I love how they didn't linger on it too much. Like, yes. It was like, it was kind of like how, um in that incredible Hulk movie with Ed Norton where like, uh, they just kind of do a brief little like slideshow almost. No, it wasn't quite a slideshow, but like, here's the essential information in as quick and concise as possible without leaving you confused. Mm-hmm. And okay, now, you know, let's move on. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's so, I don't know. It's so refreshing that like the, the fisticuffs between, uh, the the clone of the hero's powers doesn't end in like the hero just like just icing this dude you know like there is God I keep mentioning Ant Man there is some nuances to it where like the own he like the hero like the villain does it to themselves or something because mm-hmm. of their arrogance but you know I just kind of like the like I like the villain like oh I was wrong I've been a bad man you know. I've been a bad man. I've been a bad guy <laughs> in a mech suit. No, yeah, I really like that. And I I did think the villain was, like, not great, but solid. Yeah, but, like, but, it, like it's not that deep, but uh, I'm surprised it's as deep as it is. You no, know what I mean? Exactly. And I want to explain. Like, that, could, that dude could have been Frank Grillo. No. For it, all, you know. Yeah. He could, yeah, he could have been. But what what i meant when i said like susan sarandon was like weird and horny like it's it was like, because oh, who of, are you well like no it was just weird because she was just like very like touchy with the main villain man yeah. or with the main or with the main fighting villain because she was the good, main villain good luck editing that later yeah well was, oh gosh he was the main fighting villain yes but he she was, was the, the main. Fisticuffs. But she was the main villain because, like, she was cartoonish because she was just like, oh, <laughs> she was the. Um, if it weren't for you meddling kids, that's like I. I thought she was about to say that she was the Pedro Pascal, and he was um, whoever played Cheetah in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. She was right, you know, and it, like it was just like aggressively like because it great. gave Life like be better. it gave um. And don't get offended when I say this, but it gave big corporate white liberal woman energy. Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking in general. I'm just saying it gave like big corporate white woman liberal energy. Like, you know, the like liberals that are just like, oh, look at me. I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by all of these. I'm surrounded by all these Ugandan children. And I'm just like super, super. I'm just like really nice. I love. And I'm just wonderful. Yeah. And I like I just love people of all races. 
and then meanwhile you will assimilate you will like plunder their natural resources her company was literally your mind bitch no and we're here for your cobalt i really liked what they were doing about um gentrification Oh and yeah, everything like Jaime's that. family is being pushed out yeah, of their home. Exactly, because Jaime's family was losing their um, home to court. Because mm-hmm. oh yeah, I forgot to mention this. Susan Sarandon is um uh is Cord's um CEO. Sister. Yeah, CEO and sister to Ted Cord. Ted's sister. Yeah, and so basically Jenny's auntie. She has yeah, she has a vendetta and everything like that. Um, my brother was a soy boy cuck and I'll be damned if I let that happen to my company. <laughs> but no, so it's like one of those things where it's like, I really liked how they kind of kind of had that subtle kind of backstory to her. Yeah. Because she really did have that kind of like assimilation mm-hmm. um, for like optics that I see a lot of people doing on the left specifically yeah. and everything. And like, right. it's not that everything is about politics or everything there, but it's just, you see those through lines and actual people. And I don't think that's a political thing. That's actually like a human thing. Well, yeah. It's like, I guess it's also it's like, like, Hey, I just really want to look good so I can make money from, mm-hmm, you know, you know, it's like, Hey, look at me. I am literally biting every single hand that feeds you mm-hmm. and I'm taking away your home. You know, and, and it's, but I'm doing it with a smile. Mm-hmm. And since I vote for the same people as you, I'm good. Uh, and it's also funny too, because you could also say that, you know, someone who should know how hard it is being a woman, mm-hmm. but chooses to be that way anyway. Yeah. Chooses to actively be the oppressor. Yeah. You make, know what I mean? Just yeah. like, well, now I'm part of their club. So now, mm-hmm. sorry, poor people, you gotta go. <laughs> no, exactly. So I, I really thought that I really liked kind of like the, it's very, you were supposed to destroy this darkness. Yeah, I like, I like that. And like, <laughs> I liked how it was going there. And like, I've been traveling a decent amount the past couple of years. And I've seen a lot of uh, gentrifications and uh, gentrification in the main like city Mm-hmm. that main cities that I've been in and it's just like a bummer because we see all these places mm-hmm. um, that are becoming verbos and Airbnbs and they're not becoming affordable housing for, for the home. actual people like say what but, you will about turning an old factory into a loft it's yeah. still some that's still someone yeah can live there yeah someone can still live there but these like things are like for people who are gonna stay here a week out of the year yeah, it's just like... And then sometimes it's yeah, going to be can, empty. No, literally, I can just, like, book it for people who are, you know, just going to be in the city a week, hang out and leave, you know? Uh-huh. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's not what people are doing. It's like they're... Exactly. They're eating up real estate to have more. Like, if you have, like, one spare house in another city, okay, do your Airbnb. But if you're actively imploding the housing market i don't know how he turned into this no. but you're you know just if you think would a douchebag do this and it answers yeah. yes don't do it no yeah but like getting getting um back onto the horse here yes. it really does matter <laughs> yeah it really does matter though as far as like because this is because these are <laughs> these are some of the issues that culturally that people families like Jaime's family deal with. I don't like woke, Corey. Don't get like, it out of my movie. Like, get the woke. Get Movies out. are supposed get, to be escapism get, and not say get, anything. Get, get out the woke. Do you just, understand just how like boring? Just like that Star Wars. You understand how boring movies would be if they were about nothing? But anyways. Um, You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> but uh, with all that kind of said, I really liked it. That, so like, that like Sanchez death was pretty... Uh, 
fucking hell, yeah, pretty, man. Pretty, pretty crazy. I was like, damn, Guillermo. I'm like, why don't you use any of your uh, uh, vampire hunting skills? <laughs> like, come on, man. Use your daywalker abilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Use your daywalker abilities, my man. Um, <laughs> Some Sorry motherfuckers for are always trying to Sorry. ice skate up hills. <laughs> Sorry for kind of spoiling what we do in the shadows. Oops. <laughs> Such a good show. Y'all need to watch it. No. And a great movie. No, because like I, if there's a re- uh, so basically there's a reoccurring joke where, um, Saffron, uh, or sorry, um, what was her name? Vicky Cord mm-hmm. is calling him Sanchez basically yes. the entire time, mm-hmm. and that is he has a very uh, stereotypical, very like Esteban from Zach and Cody, yes. where it's a really long name. He's like Rico and Ernesto, and then and then. Like, and he, you know, he helps out Jaime. He opens the door for him and, you know, destroys the lock where, for whatever reason, destroying the, the pad will lock the door or open the door, depending on if you're the protagonist or not. But that's neither here nor there. Exactly. Um, you know, he's just like, and it's like, oh, he's going to sacrifice him. And he's like, it's okay. I'll be fine. <laughs> Splash. Blood splatter. Oh, gosh. No, it was. And then the door he's standing in front of just gets flung like 80 miles an hour towards Jaime. Oh, and like one thing is, is that like I understand that people might. And this is kind of off topic. Well, it's in this. It's in the movie, but mm-hmm. it's off topic of what, what what you were saying. I would agree that some of some criticism might be brought from the fact that the family members kind of randomly figured out how to do things like yeah. fly large, like fly Ted Cord's Beetle Mobile okay. ship dealio the thing. It's George Lopez, I'll forgive it. Yes, and it like it, like there's like that, and there's the fact that apparently George Lopez's character is a tech genius but at the same time i think that i think that it should be offensive that we wouldn't assume that because like i because the thing is what here's the deal you have to understand that like people are with a gatlin gun people are passed up for so many different reasons and i think that because the thing is they kind of alluded to the stuff that he's been a promising mind yeah, like his the, whole life but he yeah. just hasn't had the opportunity to actually mm-hmm. do anything right. with it well because i thought it was really sweet you know because he was talking about his brother jaime's dad mm-hmm. was like you know he did all this stuff you know for everyone me the, the, mm-hmm. you know the one with promise you know mm-hmm. or though or what was like i you know the one who had like had something like you know very like district dismissive towards himself yes um which i kind of like i know i loved of... how we called how he called always called his nephew and niece corazon and everything mm-hmm. that was sweet no like uh <laughs> I'll, I'll also i also love that like i know it's like very very cliche like they even do it in uh black adam where oh. it's like a uh, little kid's uncle where he's just like yeah i'm the comic relief but <laughs> i kind of liked it i like that oh, he had yeah. his i like that he had his toyota tacoma that he <laughs> and he called it taco um i love that he's like kind of the dale gribble oh but rest in peace dale gribble by the way mm-hmm. uh the the voice actor for who played him in king of the hill mm. uh anyway uh like he's like a conspiracy nut just like yes uh, batman's a fascist batman's a fascist and you know what how many so many people got pissed off in that line literally they say the line never like it's just dropped right after that yeah. nothing else i'm like you know because that's what it was you idiots it's it a, was a, a joke. joke it's a joke you guys are so fucking annoying anyway um God, I always get mad at them so easily. It's but, just because they, they, they may always make nothing out of, or something out of nothing. But anyway, 
to pivot back, I really like that. I love the a lot of like the action stuff, especially when Jaime's like first gets his powers. Is like it's so cool. Set to music, uh, mm-hmm. like Spanish music, and I'm just like and like Latin music. I'm just like yes. No, I love the music in this. movie. Like it has very good energy to it. Yes. Like, yes. Like it, like this movie is not dead. You're not gonna feel like you're in a like a in a morgue watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> there was one. At first, I thought it was out of place, out of place. Because okay, so basically, they have to you know storm the fortress to go save Jaime because he gets captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but basically, the only like song that I thought was out of place at first, but then I realized. So they they're taking Ted Cord's Beetle Mobile essentially, mm-hmm. like it's this big bug that can fly, fly and walk around, uh-huh. and uh, you know they're like. Also, can I just say? I love old analog technology. Me too. I got whenever I see that shit, it's just like, mm, yes. Uh, so it's like you know, old like switches and dials and lever. Anyway, um, so they drive that around, and of course, you know, they gotta have music to this scene. It's uh, Motley Crue's "Kickstart My Heart," and for those who don't know this about me, um, every like it's not even something I do on purpose. Every time that song is on the radio. I am speeding heinously. It's like, I'm just like, whoa. You gotta make sure yeah. you have your, you gotta make sure that you have your wallet while you're doing that if that song comes on. You just, oh, gotta be fucked if that happens. <laughs> um, but, stay, it's okay, State Patrol will never catch me in my blue pickup truck. Um, no, but, just like, I'm like, and then I thought, wait, why would this be the me? Oh, wait, they're in a car that Ted Cord, or a vehicle Ted Cord made who grew up in that era yes, and would have been bumping to those jams at the time. Exactly. And so I'm like, okay, that actually, that's perfect. No, yeah. I and love I, this. I, I, I did like it. And I liked the presence of Ted Cord, which by the way, mm-hmm. he's missing in the yeah. series and or he's missing in the movie. He's and basically also, Janet Van Dyne. Yes. And then, but he like, is, help. but the post credit scene is like, I am alive. So, you know, someone tell my daughter, Jenny, to stop macking on that Jaime guy. Get me out of here. <laughs> I'm sure you're a lovely young man, but I want to get the fuck out of here. No, uh, exactly. But I'm surprised they thing- didn't show a face for an actor. Well, that's probably because they haven't casted him yet. Dude. How much you want to bet they did cast him, but they're like DCU. No, 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 no. So one thing that I did really like, it broke my heart, but losing Alberto Reyes Aww. was like a huge, just like a huge. He's such a hardworking like, father. He, he was a really great dad. And they even set it up a little bit because he unfortunately did have like a heart attack. Yeah, it's like dad he, had a heart yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah, he had a heart attack and they didn't tell Jaime because he was busy at school and they were worried mm-hmm. that he would come back and not finish school. I'll admit that was a red herring I completely missed. Like I didn't uh-huh. even think about it when they were flaming the fire. Just no, like, exactly. I was just like, I'm like oh no his heart no exactly and it was just like that's where you get the cartoonishness of how terrible susan sarandon's character was that's because she was just like she was literally like oh yeah let's just like carp let's just like destroy this family oh god you're learning new words today i'm kidding (laughs) i knew what gentrification was (laughs) i know i know but it was just no no, but you're you are right though because she was i've seen a bistro from an old factory no but you're but you are right though is that she just had such like dehumanized literally like when she saw Jaime and his Mm -hmm. sister she's Mm -hmm. like oh who's this guy Mm -hmm. and it's like 
well, you don't have a job anymore. No, and the thing is, you want to know the like funny part about it all? She probably didn't even remember that Jaime was Jaime. No, because like she literally was attacking her niece, mm-hmm. like about to have this this dude who's got like a Winter Soldier arm, exactly rough up her flesh and blood, and is like, hey, hey guys, we don't need to do that, and it's mm-hmm. like, then she's like, who are you? Yeah, she's like, you're fired <laughs> for pooping. You're fired for excrementing in my place of business. <laughs> but, like, no, it's like one of those things where, getting back to Alberto, I really like the scenes with him no. uh, at the beginning of the movie when he was, like, talking about purpose with his mm-hmm. son. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie when they're kind of, like, in the weird, like, afterlife kind of thing. They're, and um, They're in the Plane of the Kings, Yeah, yes. When they're doing that and he's talking about his purpose being there for him in this moment and everything like that. And he was talking about how his son needs to, because like, I don't know, I'm a big sucker for anything that has to do with like sentimental stuff with like parents and everything like that. Because, you Mm -hmm. know, those moments are very pure and everything like that. Dude, you know what got me? What? So, like, obviously, you know, he dies. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, when the ambulance crew comes and just listen, like, I don't know, like, because I've. I have watched someone pass away in a hospital bed yeah. and heard that heart monitor go down before. Yeah. Just like that little, I'm just like, Beep. I'm just like, oh no, my emotions. I'm a big, strong man. I don't feel emotions. And I was like, oh no, it's not working. No, exactly. I was like, that was like, I was very, emo- like they even had like, you know, cause like, I don't know. Cause like, it's like, it doesn't hit you right away. Mm. And like that, that kind of like half second of, you know, realize it because like I don't know. Just, I thought that was a very nice touch. I was definitely tearing up quite a bit. So was I, I was during like, those <clears throat> during those sequences, and I was just like, it was. How it, could she rip apart this precious family? Yeah, you it, monster. It was definitely a hard one to kind of go through. Sick their goons on them. So like it was just. It was it was it was pretty rough, but at the same time, I think it was very necessary yeah. for Jaime's growth as a, as a character. Right, and I definitely think that it was just he went out protecting his family. Yeah, and he also told, he also was like saying things like "We need to save Jaime" mm-hmm. and everything like that. Does that mean there's heaven in the DC universe? I don't know, because he was like, it's kind of cool, like where like like Jaime's in his house and like when he's like kind of like. It reminded me of the ancestral plane. That's yeah, yeah, the ancestral when plane. it was Killmonger yeah. going in his ch- in his childhood apartment. Like literally, like his dad's sitting in a chair, and there's just like a complete fucking like a galaxy behind them. A galaxy of lit candles. Yes. Like when they first see him, that I'm was like, so cool. That was that actually was, super dope. I was like, damn. No, I really liked the way this movie was like staged and everything. It was like it was. It, it's a really solid movie. It's contempl- It's competently made. Cont- competently acted. <laughs> I can't even say the word competently. Anyway, everyone did a pretty good job. There's not like an obvious, oh, this movie sucks kind of. There's no obvious, you know, like elephant in the room. (laughs) I genuinely think that it is um, that they were right to not just put this on Max. Yeah, they were right to not do whatever the fuck they did to Batgirl. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like one of those things where I really appreciate it, really liked it. They should have put J.K. Simmons in this movie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I really enjoyed it and a uh, solid, solid film. And I don't really feel like we need, like you can do a number if you want. I don't really like doing numbers anymore. It's good. It's Go just watch something. It. It, it's just one of those things where I'm just kind of like, it's a really fun movie. 
what Corey's seal of approval. I'm glad. Watch I, it. I'm glad I went to go see it. I'm very glad I went to go see it as well. Um, I was pretty excited to watch it today, actually. Yeah. And like, so I'm, I'm glad that I was able to watch it. I'm, you know, I'm glad I had watched it. I'm glad. I hope we get to see what's next. I mm -hmm. hope it. I hope it ultimately mm -hmm. ends up being the first movie. Yes. Uh, kind of, of the DCU. Of the DCU. I hope. Jaime's back. I hope like, Jaime's back. I hope George Lopez is back. Yes. And I hope that at As, least uh, Rudy. Yeah. I hope that like at least all the characters come back. The yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be canon. Like they can just have all the characters come back. Even though but like it works. Still. There is nothing it works. There's nothing that overtly There's no Ben Affleck it. Batman. There's no they just mention is like, oh they literally they just say Superman's in Metropolis, Flash is in Central City. Batman's and Gotham. Exactly. And That's they all also they never like make it clear what the year is too. So they can oh. just do whatever. This could be it. like it's fucking some retro futuristic shit anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um like all those like fucking wacky signs on all the tall buildings. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, man. You could put this you could put this literally anywhere. No. I I agree. And I think that that's yeah. I don't really have much to say about uh, Blue Beetle. But I all I have to say is, hey, I recommend it. Yeah, and like I guess if someone is being disingenuous, um, you know, don't believe them until you've seen it himself. Until you've seen it yourself, because really, that's you can never really know how you feel about something until you actually see it. No, for unless sure. It's the unless movie. unless it's our unless it's our opinion though. Unless our opinion, our opinions are gospel. Even if I haven't seen the movie, exactly. I know if it's good or bad. Or that not. is not true. That is totally true. That is not true. I'm literally psychic. Loki, stop. I'm literally... Loki, stop it. I'm literally... No. Don't do that. That's a really long fall. I do No. I've... Yeah, he was... He was playing on there, wasn't he? He was. I've never seen him do anything like that. Oh, my God. I want a better view, father. Anyway, Anyways, um, make yes. sure your cats are done to some nonsense if you happen to be looking right now. Gosh. You know, give them a scratch on the chin. Maybe they're more of a between the ears kind of kitty cat or on the side of the head. Really, it depends. Um, <laughs> pet care with Chance Oliver. Oh, that's the new podcast then. Yeah, I just go, dude, I want to be like that guy on TikTok who just goes around like petting cats he finds. Oh, wow. Have you seen that, dude? Not really. Shut up. You, that's not what I meant. Anyways, that, no, I, I didn't think that's what you meant. But okay. regardless, you just, you just of, went like, "Wow, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant." But now I know what you th thought I meant. Not meant. But anyways, what I thought you thought you think what, what I thought you know, I think you think you thought it. But anyways, yeah, um, I don't really have much of anything else to say. Anything? Any leaving words that you have? Any wor words of wisdom? Blade's not coming out. Blade's coming out eventually. Blade might be coming out. Blade's going to come out eventually. We don't know if it's going to be in the same form. I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> you haven't heard? No. <laughs> I haven't heard I've only, I've only heard really, really bad things about the Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe right now. Mm -hmm. But I've uh, heard it's really woke. But we're going to be able to... We're going to talk about some... I've heard you should share the podcast. We're going to talk about some really great movies that have come mm -hmm. out recently. That we haven't been able to talk about on the podcast yet. Yes. So, um, and stay we, tuned. And we'll probably do an episode on Dune. So there's an app. Yes. Look for. God, I can't believe it's been two years yeah, since so that came out. Oh gosh. Yeah. But stay tuned Where for. Stay tuned for all of that. Go. And thank you all for listening. And box office bros. Ow. No Loki, no.
thank you for listening to Box Office Bros. Oh, gee, thanks, Dad. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Have a great day. And see you next time. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.